Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. Okay, so a little bit of fun, exciting news for our evangelical listeners. Oh, I can't um, wait. Our right-wing evangelical listeners. Arizona has approved revamping the state's sex education law make them some of the strictest in the nation in the nation when it comes to teaching about lgbtq issues which is great uh the measure the uh the measure pushed by a powerful social conservative group it's framed as like a parental rights issue and would require schools to get parents permission for discussions about gender identity sexual orientation hiv aids uh, those aren't important things to discuss yeah right right Schools also would need parents to sign off on their children learning about historical events involving sexual orientation, like the Stonewall riots. What? Several other states like Idaho, Missouri, Tennessee, I'm looking at you, Alan, uh, are considering similar measures. And you know, that, you know what's crazy about that before? I'm sorry, not to. No, please. I just, you know, what's crazy about that is that, you know, it's not like talking about these things by any stretch of the imagination would suddenly inspire a little kid to make some yeah. crazy decision yeah, to, to, it's to just organize context. a circle jerk also yeah. the whole time the whole time i'm like like the the history stuff is what stood out to me that's in me that too. like they're th- literally they're gonna go to google.com on june the third sunday in june or whenever it is and they're gonna see the little google doodle change to something stonewall they're gonna fucking click on that and they're gonna learn about it and they're like six years old that is what that is what, like, they're not, you can't avoid this shit. When you, when I mean, you I was, <clears throat> I mean, thank you for your eloquent, eloquent soliloquy about Google do- doodles. But I was going to say that, like, the culture, I mean, it's just, unfortunately for them, they just lost the culture war. Yeah, it's just, you can't, like, you can't get it's around not it. going to happen. You can't get around it. And it seems, and also, you know, we've talked about this before. It just seems so wildly out of whack with, like, mainstream yeah. conservatism mm-hmm. to just, to be like, well, we, we need parents to approve if we're going to even like talk about the concept of being gay meanwhile fucking half their classmates are you know are like fingering their booty hose it does make me wonder (laughs) it makes me wonder like i don't know in the in the 30s and 40s was there a big and i I don't know this part of history but was there a big sort of like uproar over things being taught in classrooms like specifically like you know what i mean like the civil war like the different things and of course there were things that weren't taught that were purposely excluded from those 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 classes but like Mm -hmm. it makes me wonder like did the culture war really start this sort of conversation about what kids should and shouldn't be learning in schools because of the fear of what could be i don't know i mean you know the the idea that like no one in school taught me about the japanese american internment camps or the tulsa massacre it's like that does to me that feels like pointed you know to be left Mm -hmm. out of history yeah. books but on top of that with when it comes to like set like sex ed in the most general and historical versions of of or for, f- historical uh format the most like sexless <clears throat> clinical <laughs> academic yeah. version of that I, I don't know how that still threatens their 
whatever they want to call it, freedom, I guess. Let me, let me ask you guys a question. What is your earliest memory of sex education? Ah, a full-blown panic attack watching mm-hmm. um, <laughs> movie, like movies in fifth grade where they separated the boys in from fifth the girls. Grade. Yeah, and we had like wow. three days. I think of we sex had ed. anatomy in yeah. fifth grade. Yeah, I, I think. think I had yeah. anatomy as well. We had like a few days where they separated us, and I had like truly full-blown panic attack, like diarrhea, wow. just from the, just from <laughs> having to like engage with that conversation for some reason. I remember putting a condom on a hammer in seventh grade. I remember that. Yeah, it was seventh yeah. grade for me. I didn't, we didn't use the condom, but I do distinctly, and I have not been able to find this video, but I know it exists somewhere. I distinctly remember in seventh grade health class watching a sex ed video where a little boy was talking about how scared he was. It reminded me of you, Elliot, how scared he was of his, <laughs> his erect penis and, oh. <laughs> and how embarrassed he was that he had an erect penis in class. But then he looked at his buddy, Billy, next to him and noticed that he had an erect penis too. Oh my God. He oh felt God. okay. I remember that distinctly. And I don't, I have no wow. source of that this is true or not, but this yeah, is yeah, a memory. Yeah, right, right. I, I remember like, yeah. making fun of this with friends being like, can you believe that Billy had a boner too? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> don't you feel like your lives would have been a little bit easier though if you had even the slightest version of sex ed revolving around queer people? Um, I, I don't think in my life would have been easier at all, but I do think that I would have felt less, um, scared of gay sex i guess well that's what i not, mean not, like, not like, scared well, not scared i don't want to say scared yourself. i wasn't scared i wasn't scared of gay sex i don't take that back it was more because the curiosity of not knowing actually made sex a lot more fun um but it, it i feel like it would have been nice to have just known that like the butt was an option you know what i mean but even mm-hmm. if you had known about stonewall as a kid and let's i'm i'm i'm, ref, I'm referring to a time where when we were kids homophobia was still you know quite rampant but mm-hmm. i'm just saying i think having even the slight of bit of context for in school rather than having to do my own research would yeah. have made this just a given me a more a glimmer of hope that i probably didn't Wait, have your mom didn't do what my mom did which is uh leave the what's happening to my body book for boys book out <laughs> on your bed one one night mm. and <laughs> no that's great I do remember. But, I mean, I, but I also like, and, like getting a boner. But anyway, I was very. I mean, I, 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 I did seek it out, but I was also just sort of like open to all of that. But I feel like I was very aware of sort of like queer culture, the queer culture that existed at least at that time, and like the history around it because I was actively going out to the queer community in St. Louis right, and like right. finding an alternative to my high school experience. Yeah, and I think, that's different. And I think a yeah. lot of queer kids, especially queer kids that came after us they can relate to that because that was sort of the, that's the direction of the culture war that, that we've gone in that if you don't get the information that you know exists, that you know, there's more out there, you go and you seek it out. And that's what the internet generation has proved to us that that's what we need. That's what, that's what you want. It still makes me laugh that like you went to like gay bars and like entered like the gay world, even in high school. And like Elliot and I were like, we like waited two more years to go to resource centers to get like (laughs) pamphlets to like read about it. (laughs) Um, But I will say the interesting thing about Arizona is that uh, the, so I will, this, I'm sorry, the Arizona Republican party has grown sort of notorious for being, Insane. wildly more conservative than yeah. I think the, the you know, uh, I wouldn't say that the state is liberal, but everyone knows it's kind of slowly they just held their convention in Texas because they didn't like the COVID protocols that, that the Arizona <laughs> government put forth yeah. to protect them. 
Also, I mean, Arizona, this is, I think, worth pointing out. In 1996, they reelected Republican Jim Colby, who came out after voting for the Defense of Marriage Act. But he was one of the first gay, openly gay House members and was yeah. uh, consistently reelected in, in Arizona. In a district, though, that had shifted over the... I mean, Jim Colby's electoral career is really interesting in terms of how Arizona has shifted from moderate to i mean arizona was once the conservative state it was the barry goldwater state right, it was right. it was the ultra oh, yeah. conservative state and then it shifted to becoming more and more purple and we're seeing that now i mean the manifestation yeah. of a lot of the, the, those politics are coming out now and I, I i also will say the last thing i wanted to say was that uh i did a little research and and i found out that Elliot, believe it or not, opted out of attending sex ed in his high school, not because he didn't approve of the curriculum, but because he couldn't stop moaning during class. Mm. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Tell me about the anatomy. Mm. He's unhinged. Mm. <laughs> Billy has a boner. <laughs> not even joking. We have Caleb Heron, comedian extraordinaire with us today. Happy to have you, Caleb. How are you doing? Hey, Caleb. Hi, hello, homosexuals. I'm I'm well. Hello. <laughs> I'm well, speaking of homosexuals, you have a wonderful mm. gallery wall filled with art behind you in this, Love in it. this beautiful Zoom moment, which right. should That's be a calling right. card for homosexuality. Absolutely. If the voice wasn't enough. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> um, I do. And I, I speaking of homosexuals, I have Sam uh, yeah, Sam Smith. That? You know, we love Sam them. Smith. Um, <laughs> also, Adele is up here and she, um, oh. you know, she's gay. She's gay because she sings about heartbreak and gay people do own heartbreak, uh -huh. I believe, in my, in my heart. She's basically that's, gay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I want a, I want a drawing of Sam Smith being like, I'm, I believe I'm the first homosexual to win. An yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and then the next drawing should be Elton John being like, wait a minute, please, bitch. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Son, yeah. Pardon me. <laughs> that, it, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, sorry, Elliot. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I forgot about that he... It was we the funniest. How we like, don't watch I'm, I mean, I well, okay, let me just say right now, we're recording this while the Oscars are playing and I am a huge, huge, huge Oscars nerd. I have been since I've been a little kid. I'm a homosexual. Of course, I love the Oscars. Thank like you. it's a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys don't love as much as I do, but whatever, I love right. them. And I flipped out so hard when Sam Smith won the Oscar and said that, because it was like the most dumb gay white dude thing. Mm. That, like the, just the dumbest gay dude in the world just yeah. won an Academy Award because he spent 20 minutes on a song. Yeah, yeah, he's ignorant. I mean, I'm he's fine with him. I think he's, man. I think he's, I think he's fine. He represents a good part of queer culture, very inclusive. Part yeah, of queer do, culture. Caleb, Caleb, do you watch the Oscars anymore? I, I haven't watched in like fucking eight years. Yeah, do you care? No, I don't. I don't watch award shows really. I mean, I mean, if yeah. if I'm like with a group of people and they want to throw it on, I think that's fine. But I just, yeah. I don't know. It's really long, and it's like really. <laughs> I don't know. It's too much, and I also never agree. Yes. It's never. It's never my opinion, which is cor the correct one. So I, I just sit there and I'm like, well, who? Why do you get to decide? I say it's the yeah. other thing. You know. I know. I know. I, I feel like I, the last era of good award shows was, like, ex, like early Gaga when like divas whatever like uh -huh. pop stars were exciting you know like the <laughs> even like the gaga and Nicki minaj era where it was you know it was going to be what exciting. era was i'm confused what i feel era like was ten, like five ten years ago it was a little more oh. exciting. So like madonna rihanna yeah i know i'm so lost Cher, the like the share i'm i'm actually kind of fucked up about elliot saying the 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 uh the Nicki Minaj era was five years ago, babe. It was it was twelve. 
<laughs> fully 12 years ago i have to say you're right you're right i, I have, have no say. idea it's all a wash it's all it's all a blur at this point i guess i'm just referring to like that era of like costume again I, again i feel like i'm a terrible you're you're you're, you're referring this, but... to one year of the ntdvh <laughs> like one like, dress one that's year talking about that's bjork's dress we're talking about and that's it <laughs> we're talking, yeah we're talking about that remember when miley cyrus like oh and then on yes robin thick and people were talking about that or yeah. no. no the era of great award show moments was when Nicki minaj looked at miley cyrus and said what's good my when when Nicki minaj said now back to this bitch that had a lot to say about me in the press the other day miley what's yes. good and rebel wilson is sort of inexplicably but additively standing in the background dressed as a police officer <laughs> you yes. love that moment yes. in culture yes rebel wilson's best moment ever i, I have yeah. no patience for the idea of like feuds quote unquote i, I, I feel like, the same I way them. these people them. have so much money and like <laughs> yeah, right. so few worries and the idea that Nicki minaj is like fucking miley cyrus and or, <laughs> and, or that miley cyrus is like fucking Nicki minaj and i'm like you guys like like sleep on caviar and shit you know yeah like, are you really yeah, sleep on they sleep on really? bags of money do you really <laughs> care that that like you know in in, in like an expose on salon.com that Nicki minaj was like i don't like miley's voice or whatever or vice versa it's like salon. what era is that Please, <laughs> sorry axios don't bring axios you know, into those <laughs> i'm asking you any if it's anything i could ask it's leave salon and axios out of mother jones do not do this please have some decorum <laughs> that is so Funny. You know, Elliot. Elliot got mad at me. Re Elliot texted me recently. I didn't get mad at you. I wasn't but mad I, I at always, you. I always make fun of HuffPo. I always use HuffPo as like my go-to like dumb liberal bullshit. And Elliot was like, "We need to get you some updated websites because it's not really HuffPo anymore. No one reads it." And I was like, "Well, I'm sorry, Elliot. That's not what I. That's not what I said. What I said was when you reference HuffPo, it feels a little." It feels a little, a little dated. Old. Yeah, well, let's just say that felt like an a age dagger too. in the back. <laughs> anyway, Caleb, we need to talk way more about you. So. Yeah. Yes, Caleb, you are a comedian, but most importantly, you were on the Drew Barrymore show doing a set recently. Oh, most important. Yeah, most more than more than anything else, I want Truly. you guys to know that I did do a set from my bedroom on Drew it's Barrymore important. show. It's <laughs> important because you did it from your bedroom, yeah. but they had like a laugh track. And you, what did Ross Matthews say? Ross, Ross was actually uninvolved uh, contractually. No? He refuses okay. to work okay. with me virtually. Um, no, yeah, they, they, uh, I had such a, I like almost canceled on that because I was like, I do not know how to, I'm not like, when it comes to stand up generally, actually, I don't, I don't, I have no, um, concerns about being technically good like i mm -hmm. i have a lot mm -hmm. of fun in the room and i love i love the audience and i love to like play around but then yeah when they're like do a virtual set i literally am like vamping to my wall like i'm I, like, I'm literally, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm literally like oh and thank you for saying that and it's like i'm in mm -hmm. i'm in a room okay psychotic behavior you did a, you did a great job and, and also like it has to be odd with like canned laughter which i also think is nest which felt necessary to me like to keep the rhythm going but you did sure. a great job the most yeah. the only jarring part was drew barrymore hosting the segment in character <laughs> well drew's gonna go drew barrymore hosting yeah. a talk show is awkward. <laughs> no 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 no, no. Sure. but you know she's well, we hosting won't get into character. that yeah yeah. Yeah. she's playing like mitzi shore it was yeah been, that show is oh. off the rails and i'm obsessed yeah. it yeah. is it's fun to watch it is fun to watch yeah it I, the drew barrymore show is really like it's kind of like it's kind of like the like it has um 
it feels like a cousin to James Corden's show. Like all the other late night shows, <laughs> like all the other late night shows were like, uh, you know, the segments are like, and next we're going to make our own news headline using random words. But then James Corden was like, I'm going <laughs> to ride a roller coaster with the Jonas Brothers. And, right. and they are going yeah. to sing what and hum. About. Yeah, like, and Drew's kind of doing the same thing. It's like her Instagram presence is a lot of people like voting on her outfits and it's like has nothing mm-hmm. to, you know, it's all a little, it's just off. What blows me away yeah. about the Drew Barrymore show, and I, I love, I'm, I'm a big fan of CBS and I love oh. the Drew Barrymore. I do actually do watch the Drew Barrymore show and I enjoy it very much, but I do love that they, like for a segment, like for segment producers to have the ideas for how to present Drew Barrymore as a relatable, normal <laughs> entity to the world uh-huh. um they had this one segment where it's all about good news you know what i mean and instead of her just talking about the good things in the world or good things she's heard in the news they're like let's just make the desk filthy yeah let's just have it piled <laughs> with shit and let's just say that's how she finds her good news in this filthy mess can i uh, i have to say something about that um please I'm, watch out world i'm about to issue a take i Drew, I love I love Drew Barrymore. I do like that show a lot. I do think the, the Ross edition is a lot of fun. I agree. Here's here's something though, and and I will I'll take this up with um what's his name from the office, a good news culture people like upworthy people who are like obsessed oh, with like yeah. I just want to hear good news. Can we grow up? Like, I mean, no. like, get no. a handle. There's not much of yes. it, and you insisting on only hearing like. Like, and it's never, also, it's never that good. It's always like a f- like 75-year-old woman who's still working at a gas station, like got a new pair she of shoes. She shouldn't be working. It's like, yeah, it's like, you guys are disgusting. Like, there's like really bad yeah. shit going on. You know, that's such a good point. Elliot and I were talking the other night. We were watching the Drag Race finale and we were talking about just in general, like why we all get along, right? Like why Brent and us and Elliot, we all get uh, along. It's because mm, we're hateful so. people. We're, we are <laughs> yeah, hateful yeah, yeah, people. Right. And we love right. to hate on shit. And it's like, we don't need good news all that time sometimes we need a really just juicy mean story yeah mm. i need to know i am especially in a in a gay group text i mean like in person i literally don't know that i have many mean things to say but there's something about the energy of a gay group text that like yes. somebody will i like send a picture of their lunch and i i will be mean to them <laughs> like, like, I can't, yeah right i right. can't stop being like get your <laughs> disgusting you'll try to hurt their feelings <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> i'm like yeah i'm like nice That's sandwich faggot. like That's it's like why is that why is that a response yeah i don't think i'm like mean and i don't think consider myself mean in person but i think no. as a group you know maybe it's like maybe it's not a, a mean person thing it's not that like, we're mean it's just that we we're, we're, we're cynical and we like to make yeah. fun of things yeah. right yeah. right but I, I also i also think like everyone is entitled there i mean that's the thing it's like i i'm a big believer that like i i don't bury my head in the sand i don't even assume that my closest friends in the world don't get angry at me frequently mm-hmm. and talk about me i just don't want to know about it you know yeah. because yeah. everyone's allowed to vent and like say certain things and i mean elliot I mean, the other day you were talking about how I have a, you said I had a floppy pussy, I think to Alan or something. Yeah. And, and, yeah. I, I, and actually, Alan, it got back to Alan me. Alan emailed yeah. me that as well, which I was like, that's right. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He's actually very, wait, actually, can I ask you this? Cause I, I, mean, I do want to segue, but only because this, this is, I think very cool. You were a, Caleb, you were, you were a security guard, but like, a not like a, guard, not like a, a bodyguard. Ma- yeah. Not like a mall security guard, like a bodyguard. Because right. I, so, so, so this, <laughs> This comes up a lot. Look, could I be? <laughs> yes, but here's what happened. What you're, I would think you're referring to is, um, Aaron Carter came to. So when I was in college, I was um, 
this would have been, I had two eras in college. The first half was called, I want to go to law school. And the second half was called, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself if I don't do comedy. Uh-huh. In the first half, I was really involved in like everything on campus. And part of that was being in the like student activities committee, whatever. When Aaron Carter was coming to campus to do a show uh, because we had a small budget, <laughs> he uh, didn't have security. And I was like, oh my God, I have to be, my friend uh, Caleb Doyle and I were like, we have to be his security. He needs it. <laughs> And we like walked around campus the whole day before he got there, like reporting to each other on walkie talkies. No one was asking uh, us to. Did you go buy the walkie talkies like specifically for this? No, we did go ahead and get those from the campus. But we, yeah, we like, <laughs> it was, it was actually kind of necessary. I mean, the whole thing was a bit, but then like these girls, the way they behaved when he showed up yeah. was like, they were jumping. They were trying to jump on stage. They wanted a kiss from him. I got a kiss from him. I did not Wait, want one. Is Aaron the Backstreet Boys or the OnlyFans brother? Which one is Aaron? Aaron OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah OnlyFans. OnlyFans. So he's OnlyFans. Okay, got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. When when he came yeah. to do this performance at your school, he's was he he's an adult, right? Sure. Yeah. And um <laughs> and, and 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 you might be wondering, was he was he well? Was he normal? Yeah. <laughs> Was he well? No, no, not certainly not well, not normal, not behaved. Um, but was he planning to perform like his kitty kid music? He did. He did do some of that. There was some. There was some. Did he do Shaq? The Shaq. How I beat Shaq. You can believe that yep. for sure. Wow. I would say the craziest part was that he um, popped up on TMZ like two weeks later wearing the uh, free sweatshirt from the concert that we gave him. <laughs> Oh my oh, god, that's great. And it lit campus on fire. We were like, uh, he's wearing the sweater in LA. Like, I mean, why, why, why do we care? <laughs> but um, yeah, that was that was that. That is so funny. That's so that's actually, great. That's really that's a really cool, that's like a perfect like college story too. There's there's a story that you talked about too that I just think this is like catnip for Brent specifically. So Uh-oh. when okay, I'm gonna sort of paraphrase it for you, but even about, I'm anxious now. Yeah. yeah. When you were 15, you went on a mission trip with your church. Oh god. Uh, and you said at that time you were trying to pray the gay away. Yeah. And oh, then they they randomly remember. roomed you with the hottest guy on the trip. And I'll let oh, you right. take it from so, here because this is very Brent and yeah. Sullivan. They did go ahead. Yeah, they did. I was trying to pray the gay away. Um, they did go ahead and put me with the hottest guy on the trip. He was so hot and so charming. Um, it was it, it was just it, it kind of was one of those things where. I, I think I will I will remember him for the rest of my life. Like, of course. <laughs> he was so yeah. I'll never forget him. And he yeah, he loved being naked in the room. That was something about him. And I just uh. I really was like not I was like trying so hard to be straight for uh God. And I was like, this has to be a truly a test. Like this is the a craziest. Test. Yeah. No one ever is naked around me this much. Um <laughs> let alone Oh, and you said and you said he was being naked as a quote unquote joke. Oh, sure. So he would yeah, so you know, we would like get back to the room after we were like building a house and we would get back to the room and he would be like he would be like, "Oh my god, look at look at my dick right now. This is so funny. Why is my dick out?" And oh, I would be like, "Yeah, he's oh gay. My he's god. gay." I was he's like, gay. "No, he's not. This is he's hilarious. Gay. This is so funny." <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> He's definitely gay today. I guarantee. Well, you. do you want to know what he is it. today? More than gay, Please. he's in prison for vehicular manslaughter. Now, oh my okay. God, oh, no. bit of a curveball there. Now, now, can I prove that? No, but here's, we have. Okay, he did. He did hit someone. He did hit someone with a car. I can't find the records, but my friend, my friend from high school who is gay. Uh, who <laughs> promises me he's in jail in Arizona for vehicular manslaughter. And I have been telling 
everybody. If you're gonna go yeah. gay anywhere, go to Arizona. Go to Arizona. You don't have to prove it. You don't have to prove it to us. We all believe. You. I think it's true. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I have. I do this though. What What is the other thing I did this with? I I will just hear something like someone will be like, you know, Tom Hanks has a third nipple, and I'll be like, that's enough for me. And then I will tell everyone as fact for the rest of my life. Yeah, good enough for me. That works. So I bet that guy's gay. I really. I mean, he might be in prison, and that might be a a, a reason why he's taking the dick. But I do think he mm-hmm. actually is a homosexual, and he wanted you to see that dick. That, that and you is, should be proud I would say of that, it. That is, I know what you're saying, Alan. That is a little atypical, like yeah. even for like kind of jokey bro culture. I it was would just say manifesting itself. Surprising. The queerness was manifesting itself in him being a bro showing off for you. Yeah. Most, yeah. yeah. I mean, I the most like I. I played sports in school and then also was in a fraternity in college. And I have never been around gayer experiences in my life than when I was hanging out yeah. with straight men. Yeah. It is the gayest shit yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You mean the way that they like engage with each other and like stupid. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The touchiness and the like, uh, yeah, the, the, like the nudity, the, like mm-hmm. the, all of it. All of it. I think it's because they don't have like straight men specifically, but those type of straight men specifically don't have the language for emotion. And so the only thing they have the language for is this sort of like brute sexuality of just like being obnoxious and sexual in ridiculous ways. And that's how they communicate. And it's wild. And I love to watch it. Right. And they also will do the like <laughs> they have like a, a lot of straight guys have a um, like macho straight guys who are not in touch with themselves have a mm-hmm. desire to uh, be adorable. And the yeah. only way they yeah. can do it is if it is funny. So like, you know, in my fraternity in college, like they would do the cutest shit. Like they would be like, they'd be like, everyone fucking go out and get some Christmas PJs. We're all going to cuddle up in the basement and watch old <laughs> Christmas claymation movies. If you're not there, you're, fucking, you're a fucking loser. And it's like, why are you yelling? That's fucking cute. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. And, and the root of it's all just attention, which is the gayest thing ever. Yeah. And, and quality time, but it, everything has to yeah. be funny. It's like, there's really, wait, wait, wait. Missed something there. Were you closeted while you were in the fraternity or were you out in college by that point? I was, um, did you have a gallery wall? (laughs) I was not that out. Uh, no, I was, I was in the closet. My kind of, I mean, I was out to friends, but I wasn't talking about it publicly like my freshman year. And then I came out, um, as bisexual. I'm bi curious. I came out as bisexual in a Facebook status. Please kill me. Please kill oh me. Take God. me to jail. Hold me there until I do a screenshot prison. of that. Oh, please. God, I bet I could find. It. I will try to find it and send it to you guys after this. It's please. And it's like yes, please. I wanted to be a politician so bad that it's like kind of political as well. That's Brent. Yeah, that's, that's Brent. Me. It's it's that's it's, it's like I have found can't, that our greatest strengths are in our differences. I'm 19. Right. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> like like like. <laughs> It's like Mitt Romney coming out. That's yeah, right. worse. Worse. <laughs> yeah. And then I, yeah, I came out and um, it wasn't that big of a deal. I don't, most people didn't yeah. care. Did you go to a, like a conservative school or? Uh, I went to Missouri State University. Everyone. Oh, oh. you're from Missouri. I'm from Missouri. Make some oh. noise. Where in go. Missouri? Uh, north of Kansas City. Chillicothe. Oh, I'm from St. Louis, but my whole family's from, from St. Joseph, Missouri. Th- thank you, St. Joseph. We played them in yeah. sports. I went to St. Joe. Did you ever go to Raytown? We absolutely went to Raytown, babe. Come on. Talk yes. to me about northern Missouri. Kansas oh, I know City, all. home of Hallmark Cards. Home of Hallmark yes. Cards. Yeah, what the? Home yeah. That's Russell such a strange moment. Precious moments as well. Wait, precious Brett, moments. Why why are you pulling why are you like that is the strangest shit to say about Kin City you're like precious moments in Hallmark what is why do you know that <laughs> I I, I have I have a deep weirdly good mind for a 
handful of things and otherwise it's just garbage. It's just mush mm-hmm. in there. But I'm really I'm pretty good at remembering where corporate headquarters are located. <laughs> and I also happen to have like a weird obsession with Kansas City. Oh, it's a great too. city. It's a, it's yeah, a great it's city. Like, it's like an old school, like it was a big deal, like it's the city it's not of not like Vegas where it like more popped up 50 years city. ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a very cool city. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, I could actually use a little clarification. <laughs> what there isn't there Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas City, yeah. Kansas? I am yep. so glad that you asked. So <laughs> <laughs> I need a little help here cuz he's never been asked that. Something <laughs> something interesting about Missouri is that well there are a lot of interesting things about Missouri, but something is that the two major cities in Missouri are St. Louis and Kansas City and they both straddle the borders of the states on either side. So uh-huh. there's East St. Louis which is in Illinois and then St. Louis which is in Missouri and then Kansas City, the actual Kansas City, the Kansas City you think of, the Royals, the Chiefs, the barbecue, uh Hallmark, yeah. thank you Brent, is in <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri, but then Kansas oh. City, Kansas it dips over onto the other side so kansas city kansas yeah. is um not really kansas city and i have a good oh. friend who's from the kansas side of that part and it's it's just it's just sad it, it's just sad that they couldn't just exist in the missouri part you know what i mean it is yeah. it's it's, re, it's really upsetting to me it's upsetting um, it's and upsetting. elliot south kansas city which is yeah. a part of kansas city, is in texas which is two <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> any piece of Kansas City in Texas. And the northern tip of wait, Kansas City is in Canada. Can I ask you, wait, can I ask you a question about, this is something, I don't know if it's very specific to that area of Missouri or not. I don't think it is. But in northern Kansas City, I used to go to this mall there where they would have, the men's room had no stall doors on them, which I later oh, found out. Toilets. I late Yeah, for the toilets. And I yeah. later found out it was because the area had like a high drug use and people would go into the stalls to use drugs. So they took the doors off stalls. So you just have to shit out in the open. Ew. Uh, I would never do that. Yeah. I would never do that. Yeah. I would never do it either. Very, but I, very intense. But I yeah. wanted to see people, you know, also, do it. It's like, <laughs> it's also like it, it, at some point, I mean, those things, like it's the same thing to me as like at Walgreens when they lock up, like they like put padlocks on the milk and shit in certain neighborhoods and they're like, it keeps getting stolen. It's like, right. But now I'm a paying customer and I'm waiting 25 minutes for milk. 25. <laughs> oh my God. Here, here's a question for you. Have you guys noticed this? Um, on on some in some aisles of pharmacies uh, that I've gone to, uh-huh. there will be these like plastic things that you have to move to get out of the way <laughs> yeah. to get to your product. <laughs> but it's not a key. You don't need a key. They just make a lot of noise, yeah. and then you all you have to do is just move them, and you can get your product. What do you think that? What the fuck is that? Those are on like highly stolen items. I feel I feel like they so they make noise so that if it's like you know, two in the morning or something and someone's back there and you're just hearing it's going back and forth. Then the yeah. people working can go and, um, you know what? Yeah. Kill, kill them. Like, I don't kill like, them. Like, <laughs> like, just let right. them take the fucking don't take that Tylenol. Right. I'm going to kill you. It's insane. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. it's like, let just let them have it. It's fine. Guys. I got, you'll get it back. I got company, really, Walgreens. I got really in my, like, I was like sitting, I uh, was sober and I was just sitting in a chair getting so upset about the fact that, uh, people who like the security guards at like banks get to have guns. Why do they yeah. get to have guns? Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's a business. Like it doesn't make any sense that like 
you're gonna kill someone <laughs> like that's yeah, crazy no. give him give him a give him one of those medical alert bracelets that only call the police like that's all yeah, they need yeah that's like literally life alert. all they need life alert it makes yeah, no so there's like, like no other bit like if i owned a greeting card shop i wouldn't have a gun you know what i mean it's like it doesn't make <laughs> oh my god but caleb think how story. great it, that greeting card shop would a be a pro 2a greeting card shop yeah. yeah you should definitely <laughs> own a greeting card shop I like please make that happen no pun intended that would kill gallery wall on the on the far wall where all the good cards are that's <laughs> Caleb, thank you so much for doing the show. It's such a blast. I'm so glad we got yeah, to talk to you about so great. Drew Barrymore and explain geography to me a little bit. That's super helpful. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah, where can where, people find you? Yeah. Um, you know what, guys? You can find me uh, absolutely stomping around the streets of Los Angeles, California. <laughs> <laughs> Run up to me there. Do not reach out to me online. Um, I'm on. I'm on social media at Caleb Says Things, and that's probably it. Very funny, guys. You have to go follow. Hilarious. Very funny. Very oh. funny. so good. Thank you Thanks, so much. Caleb. And another. So thing. Demi Lovato just started a a, a bit of a a, a war Demi. online. Demi um started a war online because she's you know she's a social justice warrior. She is, and she decided to call out a local Los Angeles bro yo shop called the bro Big Chill. Shop. It's been it's been I mean they have they're a chain here in Los Angeles, but it's been in business for thirty six years, and they specialize in sort of like diet related products, sugar free products, gluten free products, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Well. Demi Lovato was not having it. And she was like, this just leads to more body shaming. Like you're shaming people for, for promoting these diets. And and basically okay. that was- Can, can I just add to that? It, it wasn't even that, like there's literally two, it's called the Big Chill. There's two of them in LA. And she, she literally just went to a frozen yogurt store, saw that they had sugar-free options. Like they're not a sugar-free place, but she saw they had sugar-free options and she got triggered and yeah. went on like a crazy, I'm sorry to cut you off, but no. I tried to specify, like she literally went to a frozen yogurt place and well, started and it lasted a war for against days. them. She doubled days. down on it. She was convinced that she, and I have to admit, this felt very Karen-y to me. She, she was oh, convinced, yes. she convinced yes. that she was right to the point where the company is just like, and the company, I mean, the, there's a lot of people came out to support the company, but the company was just like, well, we have a lot of people who are diabetic and who who have these sensitivities that we're just trying to cater to all these people. And the fact that it's called diet in the description is like, well, it's a dietary it's need. It's a diet provided. food. Yeah, well, it's not so much that it's diet. Demi took it in the sense of they're advocating for you to go on a diet because you are clearly a fat slob and you must go on a <laughs> quote unquote diet. Whereas they're saying, no, we're just catering to dietary needs and yeah, they the, have like, the owner free stuff they have kosher stuff the like co-owner was like yeah. all i couldn't believe that she kosher. would attack us like that all she had to do was pick up the phone and call to find out that they're not what they're trying to do and then of course demi later called off saying that quote i definitely jumped to conclusions and probably shouldn't have gone about it this way but then of course she goes down being like but i would be happy to like have a conversation have a with them about oh, yeah. how they can have yeah. more inclusive messaging. <laughs> right. And the thing that blows me away about Did this Did she even is, go to high school, by the way? Did Demi Lovato go I mean, to high school? I like a Demi Lovato. I, think I love Demi Lovato, singer, but this was not. But I will say I Demi Lovato is in the lane of celebrities and she has had her own struggles over the years with drug addiction and mental health and like all these mm. kind of things. And I don't begrudge, I believe that she struggled with these things oh, sure, for, for all sure. these years, but 
she's in the list in the category of celebrities that like to sort of capitalize or not capitalize, like to sort of brand themselves with what, whatever ailment like that year is the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like every year there's something new in, in 10 years from now, I guarantee, well, she already did the whole queer year. And then there's like the mental health year. And then there's the drug addiction documentary. And then there's right, like this, right. like every year there's something. And I get, I believe that she goes through these problems, but I'm also like celebrity culture, yeah. your problems don't need to be part of like how you brand yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't need well, that from you. You also, you also don't need to just tear, you just randomly tear down a business that you go to that you, because you were in a bad mood that day. That, uh, yes. You, yeah, you that think that, that you are entitled, entitled. I mean, you know, I am a, totally comfortable using the term Karen when appropriate, but like, let's not forget that like Karen is, you could use Karen when it comes to like entitled, ridiculous, crazy people one way or the other, rich or, you know, and I think in this instance, she was absolutely being just totally unreasonable. She's and entitled to her feelings, but she also has sure. millions and millions and millions of followers to, to see her put a frozen, a frozen yogurt store on blast and there's yeah. people who ran it got like death threats yeah and, and that's and everyone <laughs> everyone at this point you know that's gonna happen if you have a hundred million followers right and you and you tag first of all you could you could hey bring this up and say uh but not tag the place correct mm -hmm. uh i mean but, yeah. but of course like she you know deep down I'm not saying that she wants this company to get death threats, but she knows it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, if you write something, hey, these people are jerks online, someone somewhere is going to say, I'm going to kill them. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's the arrogance of sort of celebrity culture where they, it's it's like we've talked about it before with a lot of the instigates and stuff. It, being whatever they're great at in that whatever field they're in is not enough. They have to have these other things to attach to them to diversify their brand. And so they have to be, they have to be, you know, putting on these people on blast just to prove their point about body image. And it's like, just put out a fucking song. Like all yeah. I want you to do is put out <laughs> right. a fucking song. I don't care about your fro Just sing opinion. a song, sing a song. Yeah. I will say though that last summer, uh, I just kept seeing delicious looking frozen yogurt pictures <laughs> from the big yeah. chill on Instagram. They had this cookie dough. The cookie and it, dough. Wait, I, 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 I'm going to give it a pretty solid thumbs down. Oh, wow. I, will, I will still return because I love frozen yogurt and I like Did you that eat they... the cookie dough. No, I want to eat the cookie dough. Yeah, this might be Wait, a, a field What trip. was underwhelming about it? The yogurt. It was oh, just used it. okay. Oh, well, it, it is just kind of like after all. No. Yeah, but it's not even like it was like '80s frozen yogurt. I mean, even mm -hmm. if you look at, I think I'm sort of obsessed with the idea that from the outside, the branding alone, the lighting, the sign—it's all very 1985. Like mm -hmm. that's just the style of it. And oh. so I was hoping that the, the yogurt would match that and have that old school vibe, you know, pre Pinkberry, mm -hmm. and it just kind of tastes like cardboard. But Pinkberry I will go back. Sucks. Pinkberry has always sucked. I refuse to go to Pinkberry. That place sucks. I'm glad you're taking a strong I like stand Berry. on that. No, Pinkberry is shit. <laughs> Give me teas to be wild, though. I don't think anyone no, exists. I need pink. You need options for frozen yogurt, and I don't want those three fucking options. Yeah, I, I guess what I really want is yogurt stop in West Hollywood. The yes. best frozen yogurt I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Same. Agreed. It <laughs> is really good. What would, would your, your aunt, aunt say? say? Okay, Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast? Fro, fro yo, so I tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, my aunt Joanne would say, you know, I'm not sure if TCBY is kosher, but I'll still eat it anyway. 
And also not kosher. I don't keep kosher. How about Aunt Anne? I don't think that gay kids should learn about sex like that. I think they should learn about anal sex the way I did with a bar, a dial, and a finger. Mm. <laughs> Gross. Oh, I love it. Bar, a dial. Thanks yeah, for dial listening. Soap, dial soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. I'm Elliot Glazer, and I'm here going to am... watch Brent pass out. I am Brent Sullivan. I'm putting a finger through a small hole to show oh, my point. Hey, Challenge Scott. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you.